Welcome back to another episode of R&R. As you know, these are bonus episodes of The Problem with Perfect, where you either get Rachel or I, and we're just talking about a subject that brings us some rest and replenishment as we move into the weekend. So we always bring these to you, hoping that it'll do the same for you. So today I'm going to be talking to you about something really simple, and that is words. You might not be surprised to know that from as long as I can remember, I've loved words. I remember one time falling asleep and um, my aunt telling my grandpa she didn't know if I was ever going to shut up. And she said, her, she's been talking the whole time she got here. She's been talking ever since she got here, I think is exactly what she said. So obviously I've loved to to talk. I like my words. Uh, And then I fell in love with reading. So I have long enjoyed other people's words and other people's stories. And part of that has woven into my love for the Bible. And I think that as I've gotten older, I've been able to embrace why it is that I'm such a word geek and why I like words, whether they're mine or somebody else's, whether they're written or spoken, why, why are words so important to me. And I've gotten to the place where I just think about that God spoke the world into creation. So he spoke the world. He used his words. And we know that this all comes from Genesis 1. And we know that Genesis 1 is filled with God speaking things into creation. So the earth was without form. It was void and there was darkness. And God said, let there be light. And then in verse six, and God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And then again in verse nine, and God said, and 11, God said. So just thinking about the fact that God said with his words, he spoke the world into creation. And why I think that's important for us to think about and in addition to just God being amazing, is that we are his image bearers. So we too have his ability, not to the extent, but we do have the ability to create things with our words, which uh, is why to me, words matter so much. I think about Matt when he was uh, leaving elementary school and he struggled. He struggled to uh, really put words on a page that made a cohesive story. And he was a great reader. Uh, There was just something about organizing his thoughts in the written word that was really hard for him. And so as he left elementary school, we found a tutor and she was not just going to be a tutor in his life. She was going to be someone that would shape his thinking. And one of the things that she said that I think has kept him going and stuck with all of us. And that is, is that Matthew, you have something important to share with the world. And boy, did she ever hit the nail on the head, even though she would have no idea what his life would look like moving forward because he was just a little guy at that time, like 11 uh, years old. But, but she's so right. Matthew, you have something important to share with this world. And the way that we share that with the world is through our words, whether they are written or whether they're spoken And I'm so thankful that she instilled that in him and that that like literally changed the trajectory of his life. And now he's on his way to becoming an English teacher and instilling that passion for reading and writing in middle school students. I also think of the wisdom that 
one of my mentors has given me, which I have shared frequently here, and that thoughts disentangle as they pass through our fingers. So I think about the clarity, again, the creation that happens whenever things come from our head and down to the paper in the form of a word. So it's just a beautiful reminder that we do have the creative power Again, not to the extent that God does, because we're not God, but we are his image bearers. And so that our words do bring life and they bring meaning. And I think even thinking way back to the original word, and whenever I say the word, if you're a believer, then you know that I'm talking about the word being the Bible, which is really when we say the word, a representation of the good news and the good news being the gospel that we are, we are secure in our identity as children of God, the good news and the good news simply being that because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, that we are enough, that we are righteous, uh, that when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sinfulness, that he sees the righteousness of Christ. And because of that, the really great news for day-to-day life is that we are no longer enslaved to our sin, but that we... um, are God's vessels for goodness. And one of the ways that that happens is through our words. So for the rest of my quick time with you today, I just want to ask you, what can we do to use this gift of our words? How can we use it? How can we use this power for good in a world that I would say so desperately needs it? So I'm going to give you three quick ideas for using words for good. Okay. First one is to consistently, that's the key word, consistently speak kindness over uh, what I would call an extra grace person in your life. So when I say extra grace, I simply mean that person in your life that mm, whether they mean to or not, uh, they just require you to give them a lot of grace. They just kind of rub you the wrong way. They annoy you. Those people that just make you realize your humanness. So We all have them in our lives. So those extra grace people in our life, I would like you to pick one, whether it's a coworker, maybe for someone listening, it's your mother-in-law, maybe it's your kid's teacher or that counselor at school who won't text you back or call you back. So one of those people in your life. And what I'm going to ask you to do, and I'm going to commit to you to do it as well, is look for opportunities to compliment that person. Say, hey, I noticed you did this today, or I like that shirt, or thank you for doing blank. And blank might even be just a nominal task that you in your head think that is their job, but thank them for doing that. Look for opportunities to encourage them. Maybe think about words like, I know that is hard for you but I saw you blank blank, or I see you're developing your skill in, even just simply the words, I know that's hard and I see you. Those are really important terms of people knowing that you see their struggle and you see them and that you really are trying to encourage them. Thank you is another huge word. Thanks. Just thank you. If you want to pour into somebody, I noticed you. I saw you, I see you, or gosh, that must be challenging. 
So all of these words that I think really are building a bridge, they're helping you step towards someone and it's saying to them that I can be empathetic. I can sit with you in the darkness. I don't know your darkness. Your darkness is different than mine. But in rather than me being critical about how your darkness and what's going on in your life is impacting my life, I'm just going to try to be empathetic and I'm going to try to give it grace. So that's the first idea. I know that was a challenging one. Second thing is engage with kindness on social media. So one of the reasons we all find ourselves mindlessly scrolling through social media is because we really do have this connection or this desire for connection. Again, when we think about being created in the likeness of God and the union, uh, the, the perfect union of the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, like our our. DNA creates us to look for that same sort of connection. And so it's why one of the reasons why social media can be so alluring. So we're all doing it. We're all on social media. So here's my challenge to you is that not don't just scroll, but rather engage, connect, make a comment. When you see something that is meaningful or that really makes you smile, then tell somebody, comment on it. Or even if you see somebody uh, that needs an encouraging word where you might just in the past have scrolled on past it. I would encourage you to stop and offer a kind word on social media. So use your words for good in social media. That's my second idea. And thirdly, thinking about the opportunity where we have the most the biggest opportunity to make the biggest impact that is with the people that were around the most. So maybe this is your significant other, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your child, your children, maybe it's your parents or even a sibling. So whoever that person is or people that you interact, here's what I want you to know is that God is transforming them. Sometimes it's so hard to see. Sometimes we have a front row seat to all the ways that they are imperfect, all the ways that they drive you crazy, all the ways that they connect to your bruised places and then connect you to um, your offensiveness and the ways that, that you're broken, which let's be honest, no one wants to be connected to that. But the people that are closest to us often do just that. So what I want you to think about is that As God is transforming the people around us, the people closest to us, transformation is often a messy process and a painful one. In fact, it makes me think about giving birth, which uh, if you haven't done it, it is painful and it is messy. And um, there are times when you think, oh my gosh, why am I going through this pain? But anyone on the other side of that who's held any baby in, in, in your arms, you know, of course it is worth it but it's hard. And so I would just encourage you to use your words for people who are in the hard places that God is transforming them. And how you do this is just by saying, like, I see hints of what God is doing in your life. I I see you being kind. I see you uh, encouraging other people. I see you using your gifts to bless this world. I see you overcoming really hard things. I see that God is transforming you to be a great parent or a great wife. I see that God is is moving you towards, um, like for Matthew, having your own classroom. Whatever people are doing in their lives, you have a front row seat. You have the opportunity to encourage them, to really 
say, I see you, and I see that God has been transforming you and that God has big things for your life. So for you listening today, I don't know what God has for you, but I do know that in his plan, it's big, it's meaningful, and that he is transforming you. So on the days when that transformation is painful and hard, I (laughs) I have to think about uh, it's a bug's life where the caterpillar is being turned into a, a butterfly and he just has to keep saying to himself, I am a beautiful butterfly. So not to be too cheesy, but... There's a beautiful butterfly inside of all of us. Have a great weekend. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself.